Hey my village, it's your coach Mo, back with another episode. And again, happy Black History Month. Um, I am excited about all the feedback I've been getting about these episodes and just educating people on the different things that us African-Americans go through, whether it be in the workplace, in the real world, but um, just getting a little bit of light and sparking some conversation about these topics. So this topic is probably going to be the last topic of the month because I'm trying to only drop one a week. Um, but it's going to be microaggression. And this, by far, it's probably one of the most difficult ones to deal with um, that I've literally experienced all the time in the workplace. So... Just to give you a little definition about what microaggression is, because sometimes it is, uh, it's not just an easy thing that people just understand right off the bat. I'm gonna give examples, things like that, so that you can be clear on what it is. So it's basically a statement or a phrase, whether it's intentional or unintentional, that communicates hostile, um, derogatory, or negative prejudice um or slight and re insult towards any group or culture culture so pretty much it's just insensitive statements and questions or assumptions i should say just to make it simple but um the effects of it is what's really, really hard because it can cause an increase in the rates of like depression, prolonged stress or trauma. Um, physically, it could cause like headaches, high blood pressure, difficulty sleeping. Um, it's a really serious thing and it can neg negatively impact your career uh, when you're dealing with it in the workplace. So it pretty much increases burnout, or less job satisfaction. This can impact you when you're working like in the office or even at home. Some Sometimes some microaggressions can cause you to hate your job because they're so impactful. Um, basically a signal like disrespect or reflect inequality. Um, and that's one of the big things about it. I'm gonna start with sharing a few of um, examples especially the ones that i've experienced well actually before i do that i'm going to talk about there's three different types of microaggression so it's not just microaggression as a whole but there's also micro assault micro insult and micro invalidation those are the three different type of microaggression so there's levels to this <laughs> it's not a funny matter but sometimes you gotta laugh to keep from crying um but this is how some microaggressions may sound and this might trigger some memory for some of you guys um and some people might say these statements and not know that they're actual microaggressions and very offensive um one that i've experienced all the time is you don't sound like you're from compton it offends me because i'm like what do people from compton supposed to sound like like, I'm educated. Why can't I sound like an educated woman? But I get that all the time um, when people actually like, where are you from? Because they feel like you got to be from, uh, they always thought I was a valley girl. <laughs> like, I grew up in the valley because of the way I talk. But me and my sister talk that way. And my mom was educated. 
Uh, we read a lot of books. We just talked this way. They do it to my son, too, because he's a black kid, a black boy. They're like, why do you talk like that? Or you talk like you're from here. And it's like, why can't I? It don't matter where I'm from. Why can't I just talk <laughs> proper English? <laughs> but um, another one would, would be like, how did you get that uh, position? Like you have to have somebody know somebody to get it. Like, I got it because I got skills, I got education, I got experience. So when they question, like, how did you get in a high management position? Or how did you get an HR? Stuff like that. Like, it's sarcastic and it's, like, very insulting because you act like I can't get this position or I don't have the experience. Another one would be, um, don't be so sensitive when you find offense to something they say. I hate that one don't be so sensitive like I'm not sensitive you're just ignorant um another one would be um that will offend someone not this one I don't relate to but I've heard it in the workplace be like that's so gay and it might be people that are gay lesbian or part of the uh the community that may be offended by that like what do you mean that's so gay like anything you can question what do you mean by that or you need to seek clarity to understand before you jump to conclusions it's usually a microaggression another one that i used to hear um especially when i was pregnant like do you have a husband or they ask people like do you have a wife or whatever um and they do it in a a way like oh where's your husband um because i was pregnant (laughs) So it was an assumption that um, you only can have a baby if you're married type of thing. And I used to be offended. I was only 22. I was really young and I wasn't married. Um, but it's just the judgment off back. And it's like, great, here we go. <laughs> or this one, a lot of black women uh, experience a lot. And black men sometimes. Um, we see it a lot on these viral videos that go viral with things happening to them in the community. But um, they'll say, like, you're being aggressive and you're not being aggressive. You could just be your regular self, but they take it as aggression because of who you are, what you look like. That that one is a a trigger because <laughs> you'd be like, oh, I'm passionate about something or I'm super excited. But it's taken as aggression or um, you're so articulate. Like, oh, that was one that I used to hate a lot, especially when I was doing stuff with school. Um, in college, I'm like, I'm in a PhD program. <laughs> I should be able to sound a certain way, articulate my words and express myself um, verbally, like using words like I'm educated. Like, it's so crazy that we deal with this type of stuff. Another one is, um, can I touch your hair? Oh, that irks my nerves. Because being a natural girl, one thing people know about black people is you do not ask to touch their hair or don't just touch their hair. That is a no-no. <laughs> it's an unspoken rule, but it's actually spoken. It will tell you, do not touch my hair. I, I do not like that one. Um, one of my biggest triggers is the you people. That is a microaggression. When people be like, you people, what do you mean by you people? <laughs> um... One other one that I know I hear a lot is, do you know your father? Like when I get into a place where they want me to be the representative for all the black people because I'm the only black one in that department or in that group or on that team or whatever, 
they assume that we don't know who our daddy is. I'm like, I'm a daddy's girl. What do you mean? <laughs> like, not all black people didn't grow up without a dad. Even if their mom was a single mother uh, raising kids as a single woman, she might not necessarily have been a single mother. Like, uh, I went with my dad on the weekends and <laughs> he was there involved. So it's it's very offensive to assume that none of us grew up with both parents. Um, they might not have been in the same household, but my dad used to live only four blocks away. <laughs> I used to walk or ride my bike to his house whenever I wanted to. The last one, but not least, because there's so many, is one that I used to, that used to irk my nerves because it don't just only happen in the workplace. This happens anywhere. If me, I'm a very like uh i'm an introvert in a way i'm always in my head i'm always thinking and sometimes when i'm out and about and i'm just walking in the store i'm just thinking and i'm in my head i hate for someone to tell me to smile like hey just smile smile more like i'm not smiling right now because i'm thinking i'm stuck in my head <laughs> don't tell me to smile I used to hate that because I know a lot, a lot of black women that I talk to say people do that. Like, I'm not looking mad. I don't think <laughs> I'm very approachable. That's why you came to talk to me. I'm just in my own head. I'm not even paying attention to you. I'm just thinking <laughs> and my thoughts, what I'm going to do today, what I got to do and what did I come into the store for before I forget it. But there are ways to improve um this especially if it's in a workplace by doing trainings unconscious bias and microaggression training i had to do this as a person that's in the medical field not the medical field the psych field we have to go through this like when i got my master's degree we went through unbiased um and like microaggression training um for to improve with diversity equity inclusion a lot of companies need to do this. I've only worked for very few companies that had these type of trainings um, or do seminars or just group training or whatever or have this discussion um, because it was part of their core value when they um, culture is built into their core value. Um, one company I worked for, one of their core value was seek to understand, never pass judgment, never assume, but it was very diverse. So, um, companies could definitely benefit off of having these type of trainings, unconscious bias and, um, microaggression because they go together. Um, like therapists, we have to do it. Uh, people that work in the psych field because we can't have biases and try to help people, especially when you're dealing with their mental health. You can't <laughs> be that type of way. Otherwise, you cannot help them. And that's why in the um, APA, the American Psychological Association, this is why they do these type of trainings. Because I see um, things about this all the time. They'll have Zooms. They'll have um, articles they send us about it. They'll have trainings. They'll have all these classes, things like that, to help us in that field be able to be inclusive and help all different type of uh, cultures and nationality and race because they can't get any help if we don't understand <laughs> and then we don't pass our own opinion or judgment and um, 
it's very important to be able to be diverse in your mind, your mindset. Not just be so, oh, this is what it is, and it's not just black and white. Sometimes there's some gray areas you need to understand. Um, but I hope this helps some people and um, ways that you can heal from this because a lot of people that experience it they need to heal from it but it's kind of hard and this is where it becomes complicated because it's one of those prolonged um, like when I mentioned that it can increase prolonged trauma and stress it's because you keep getting re-triggered so with African Americans it's hard for them to heal from certain things we hear a lot of people say just get over it especially when we talk about slavery and inequalities and stuff like that they'll be like just get over it we can't when we keep getting triggered we keep getting traumatized over and over and over again that's kind of why i didn't watch that video with the cops beating the boy i'm not going to keep traumatizing myself over and over sometimes i can't even watch the news i ain't watched the news in years because it's trauma re-triggering re-triggering so it's hard to heal from stuff that still go on there's no improvement there's no justice there's so many things that in our day-to-day life i swear we all have ptsd and it keeps getting the band-aid keep getting ripped off ripped off every day so it's kind of hard to heal from something that's going to keep being triggered on a daily basis for most sometimes multiple times a day you can leave home and deal with stuff you go get gas then you got a Karen you got to deal with <laughs> that gas lights you that microaggressions that everything then you got to deal with it in the workplace then you got to deal with it at your kids school then you deal with it at home it's like constant trauma over and over and over again which is why we can't get over it which is why uh, suicide rates are up. Some people just rather like end their life than deal with it. That's why a lot of people have a lot of um, addictions. They numb these things, drinking, smoking. Some people just check out of reality altogether. Like they're never in a sane, <laughs> comfortable environment and then a lot of us like me have to create your place of peace your your place where you can just unwind to escape from reality you meditate get heavy and deep in with god with my ancestors with having everybody watch over you the universe whoever you got to call on because we need the protection from every which way like it is so serious and a lot of us are reaching those different um we're digging into those different options like staying prayed up like god please protect me we got to pray before we leave the house like i pray please make let me make it to my destination safe and back home cover me um talk to my guardian angels i talk to um my ancestors like whoever watching over me please keep me protected because some days you want to snap some days it's kind of hard to just bite your tongue and keep it pushing and move forward. Some days you'd be like, I'm going to jail <laughs> and I'm okay with it. Here's my bill money. 
Then you be like, maybe if I go to jail, I'll get a break because then I don't got to deal with y'all no more. I have a vacation away from y'all. It might, it don't sound too bad sometimes, but all jokes aside, like I really hope these few videos, um, these not videos, but these messages have, um, really helped you or give you some insight on what we deal with on a daily basis. Um, all these different topics of microaggression, gaslighting, angry black woman, code switching is our reality. It's our reality. Sometimes you'll deal with all of them on the same day. It's crazy. I'm thinking of doing one more video about concrete ceiling, uh, because that's another thing we deal with in the workplace, the, with the part of the inequalities. Um, and then maybe another educational video about organizational culture and why it's important. Uh, because that's what I deal with. That's what I deal with, with um, industrial organizational psychology. It's like the psychologist of the workplace. We find problems, we fix them. And that's what what we need right now. We need culture in the workplace, um, inclusion, diversity. Um, we need equity, for sure, uh, for everyone, not just African-American people, for everyone, because a lot of people like Latinas don't have the same opportunities um, as well. So we have to be able to let everybody have opportunities, equal opportunities in the workplace. But until next time, Coach Mo out.